this is Bustin' Loose in Faith with none other than Apostle Dudley Tebow and Prophetess Lisa Tebow. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a broadcast that brings you word and encouragement for your soul. We want you to remember that you don't have no worries. All you need is faith in God. Bustin' Loose in Faith airs Tuesdays and Fridays at 6 p.m. Central Time. Now, without further ado, let's get into this broadcast and may God bless you. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, God is good and worthy to be praised. All praise, all glory, all honor belongs to him this day and forevermore. Hallelujah. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Oh, Heavenly Father, as we approach the throne of grace, we come to you humbling ourselves and need our mighty hand today in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we invite the presence of the Holy Spirit to come on in like a rest of mighty wind, lead, God, direct, and ordain our footsteps. Hiding behind Calvary's cross and monkey's lips of clay. Crowned by every wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Now, Father God, as I get out of the way that you may have your way here tonight, in the name of Jesus, prepare the people's heart to receive thy word in spirit and in truth. We bind up all technical difficulties, anything that's trying to hinder the word of God from going forth. And Father, we'll give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Maybe have your Bible with me. I'm like, you know, open it up to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 7, and we'll be looking at verses 1 through 5. And the word of God reads, Judge not that ye be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. And with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why behold thou the mote or the speck that is in thy brother's eyes, but consider not the plank that is in thy own eyes. Oh, how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull out the speck out of thine eyes, and behold, a plank is in thy own eyes. Thy hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thy own eyes, and then shall thou see clearly to cast out the speck out of thy brother's eyes. God is good and mercy to be praised. This is the word of God for the people of God. May the Lord have a blessing to the hearers and the doers of his word. Brothers and sisters in Christ, all those that are listening in tonight and those that will be listening at a later date, we want to talk about, just for these next few minutes, we want to talk about only God has the right to judge others. Only God has the right to judge others. Remember, by the standards we set for others, that is how we will be judged. Here in the book of James, chapter 4, verses 11 and 12, it says, do not speak evil of one another. Brethren, he who speaks evil of a brother and judges his brother, speaketh evil of the law and judges the law. 
But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is only one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who are you to judge another? Here, the apostle James, he does not beat around the bush when he discusses uh, judging other people. He gets right to the point when he says, do not speak evil of one another. Hallelujah. Brethren, he who speaks evil of a brother and judges his brother, speaks evil of the law and judges the law. Remember, only God have the right to judge others. People of God, anytime or any other believer of Christ, anytime we judge, anytime you judge me, you and I have stepped over the line because we start playing God. Remember this always. It is only God's responsibility to judge people and not ours or yours. Remember what the scripture says? Said in Romans 3, verse 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You see, as, as a Christian, as a believer of Christ, you should not sin. But as long as we in this skin, we are lively, lively to sin. But if we do sin, you should remember your advocate, your lawyer, your defender, Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. We should confess our sins in order to be restored, to restore fellowship with God. According to the scripture that says in 1 John 1 9, it says that if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All unrighteousness in the eyes of God is considered a sin. You see, the, you see when, we, when we know better, we should do better. As born again believers in Christ, we are blessed because as sinners, we was in total darkness. On a spiritual level, we was blind. But Jesus the way maker. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He bridged the gap between God and man and made it possible for we who was once sinners came to the saving knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The invitation was given and we repented of our sins. Our spiritual eyes became open. The scales fell off from our spiritual eyes. We got back in right standing with our prayer. We got back in right standing with God. You see, Isaiah 1 and 18 says, Come, 
Let us reason together, says the Lord. Even though your sins may be as scarlet, I'm willing to make them as white as snow. They may be red as crimson, but I'll make them as wool. Again, beloved, has the right to judge others, not us. When we start getting into that mindset of going around trying to judge people, then we're trying to play the role of God. And it's not right in God's eyesight. See, we have to always remember that we are nothing but human beings. We are, we are made of clay. God has extended grace and mercy on our lives. We are here for a season and for a purpose and a reason. And that is to reach others that are less fortunate than we are, that is still lost and blind. Spiritual blindness still have them in a place of bondage. So only God, the creator of heaven and earth, the one that breathed, that have breathed into men's nostrils to where they became a living soul. As ministers of the gospel, it is our job and responsibility to speak against sin. You see, sin will take you further than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay. But in the end, sin will collect the wages. And the wages of sin is death. Brothers and sisters of Christ, as ministers of the gospel, we have the right to call sin, sin, and to call evil, evil, according to the word of God. God don't want us to sugarcoat the word or to hide it from people's hearing. No, he wants us to tell it just the way it is. Whether it's behind a pulpit, in an assembly, I get a witnessing setting to where we were witnessing about Christ to other, other people. It is not our job. It is not our job to talk about sin in a judgmental way. But we can do it. We can talk about sin in a spirit of love, caring, and reaching out and reaching out to people in humility. Our job, again, is to talk about sin. It's to talk about sin in a loving and caring way. Jesus, everywhere he went, he was among the sinners, the wine biblical. He was around those that was rejected from society. He, he, he touched their lives. <clears throat> he touched their lives. But they got the love of God. He looked beyond their faults and seen their needs. Sure, he just liked to sin, but he loved the sinners. God, they sit high and look low, but he loved them with an undivided love. 
You don't like what we participate in if it's contrary to the word of God. But he loves us enough to let us be aware of, of how we may be considering wrongdoing. You see, he left us the word of God. Biblical instruction before leaving earth. He left us the Bible to be our manual, which teaches us how to live in a righteous way. So whenever somebody sins, as born again believers of Christ, it should grieve us as our brother, as brothers and sisters of Christ. We should weep over the sin that is still evident in our lives as well as others. There may be an area, even as a servant of the Most High God, even as a child of God that we may be struggling in. What we need to do is come to God, honestly, and let him know about it. Ask him to deliver us from the lust that may have us bound. Asking God to help us to overcome in that area where we know that we are weak. Yes, people of God, when someone or even yourself has stepped across the line of righteousness and into an area of unrighteousness and may have offended me or you, or somebody. God still gives us clear guidance on how to handle the situation. He gives us his word, and his word will not return to him for He gives us the scripture that is available to us to read the word of God in whatever situation that we are struggling in. See, the word of God says, study to show yourself approved one of God. A workman that needed not be ashamed, rightly divided the word of truth. The thing that we must understand that we all deal with it in a public, in a private setting. God eventually will uncover the sin and has us bound up. First, we as believers of Christ, when a brother or sister may fall into a fault, we that are strong should bear the infirmity of the weak. You see, we are to go to that brother or sister that is in fault and go to them privately and discuss the matter in a private moment. Do it with gentleness and love, not with a judgmental spirit. If you really want to turn somebody off that is struggling with a sin in their life, it's to go there with a judgmental spirit and pronounce them guilty. They know that they are, but like God has extended grace, mercy, and love, on you, keep that in consideration. And if you are in that shit, in the same 
situation that they may be in. You would want someone to extend grace and mercy on your life. There should be no finger pointing going on on our behalf as believers of Christ. Because when you start pointing fingers, what is pointing toward the person before is pointing back toward you. Now when we come to church discipline, according to the word of God, here in Matthew 18, 14 through 17, it, it lets us know. Even so, it is not the will of your Father, which is in heaven, that one of these little ones should perish. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go, first go, and tell him his fault. Only between you and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother, according to the scripture in Matthew 18. So we see when it comes to church discipline, there are guidelines that we must follow. First, again, you go to the person that has us against you all. You go there in private and try to reason with him or her. You see, personal guidance and the first step, which is taken in church discipline, is a step in the right direction. We go and tell him or her, and we do it alone. Here's the key to what the scripture is telling us. If we have God's love for them, for our brother or our sister in the Lord. We go to them, if at all possible, in a, a setting that will not be evilly spoken of, and we tell it to them alone. The next step, if this is not well received, is to take, according to the scripture, according to Matthew 18, Verse 16. The next step is, but if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more witnesses. That in the mouth, take one or two more persons with you. That in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. This is a second step taken, and there was art towards a brother or sister in Christ. The next step should be, again, concerning church discipline and guidance. According to the scripture that I just said, according to Matthew 18, verse 16, is to come to them after you try it privately. By having one or two people, so that in the midst, in the mouth 
of two or three witnesses. Every word may be established, set up, instigated, initiated, and started. In other words, that's steps that should be carried out in a righteous manner that are pleasing, first of all, to God, and it's pleasing in the way that we handle things according to the word of God. We should try to stay away from from our own opinion because our own opinion can lead to leave the person or even ourselves in error. But the word of God is what should be given. Because if the word of God can't change a person's heart or a person's mind, guess what? You can't do it. They may agree with you at, at the time just to, just to get, get you, just to say yes so that you can leave. And they'll do what they want to do anyway. But when the word of God brings conviction in their lives, then God can deal with the person and get them to that place of gently get them to that place where they'll totally surrender, where they'll totally surrender all to him. Because you see, God looks at the heart. He don't look at the outside appearance of man because man is subject to change like the weather. Sometimes sunny, sometimes cloudy. After this step is accomplished and there's still no positive result, restoration, then the next step, again, with the guidance of guidelines that is set up in church discipline and guidance according to the scriptures. The word says in Matthew 18, 17, and if he shall neglect to hear them, then it's time to tell it to the church as a whole. But if he neglects what have been told to the church on his behalf, on her behalf. And they refuse to hear according to the scriptures, according to the church. Let him or her be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. You see, after protocol is followed, after what has been already set up in stone. And we still, the guilty party, or the person that is in error, that person that fell in sin, if they still don't want to take heed already set up in the scriptures. See, the Bible says, heaven and earth shall pass away. But God's word shall stand forever and ever. After this, these steps have been already done, and the person still that wants to be restored 
in fellowship first with God and with the particular body that they that they are that they are in. Then the question is the question may be asked, what is a heathen? Well a heathen is a person who does not belong to any widely held religious setting, especially one who who is not a Christian, a Jew or a Muslim, as regarded by those who do. You see, sometimes someone who is lacking in moral standards or Christian principles, listen, there are plenty of non-believers in the world, but a heathen is something more. It is someone who is actively offensive to a religious organization setting. A heathen is someone who is skeptical. He's a pagan. He's unconverted. He's, he's barbaric. It's one who does not acknowledge the God of the Bible, the God of the universe, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the great I am. On the other hand, when we talk about a publican, a publican is considered in Jesus' time as a tax collector. They were best known for collecting tolls and taxes. They were Jewish descendants, tax collectors for the ancient Roman Empire. For example, when we look at Matthew, Matthew was one of those tax collectors, a publican at the time before he had his encounter with Christ before he started to walk with Jesus. When we look upon the steps that are needed in order to convince a person, whether him or her, that, that may have fallen from grace, in order to bring them back into the fold. We have to stand in the gap, intercede, pray, do it with a spirit of urgency, intercede for the person or persons that have made backslid. God loves, loves it, loves us. So we, in turn, to say, for us to love them, we have to stay in prayer for them. Bible says for us to pray without ceasing. Pray for the person. Pray that they will come to a place of surrendering all back to the Lord. Come to a place of total repentance before Christ. 
before God Almighty. Bible says that again, if we have sinned, praise John one nine, then we confess our own sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yes, tonight we are talking about is that only God has the right to judge others. Only God can extend grace and mercy upon our lives.
Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. God is good and worthy to be praised. We just thank God for everyone that is tuning in, tuning in tonight, for those that will be tuning in at a later date. Pray that the Holy Spirit of God will just continue just to um, bring revelation knowledge to us through the, through the teaching of the Word today. We just thank God for the opportunity to be able to, to teach and preach on a local level and through the use of the Internet that we are able to reach on a global uh, level. Amen. So, again, our key, our key verses tonight that we are talking about is in Matthew 7, verse 1 and 2, where it says, Judge not that ye be not judged, for with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure you use, it shall be measured to you again. Brothers and sisters in Christ, all those in Hallelujah that are listening and those that will be listening at a later date. Sometimes we as believers of Christ, we conveniently forget about our own sin. You see, the person who thinks he or she has arrived on a spiritual level may have a clear conscience, but also have a poor memory. Is he judging others on our own part? It's really unchristian. Again, according to the Word of God in James 4 and 11, it says, do not say, do not say evil against one another. Brethren, he who said evil of his brother and judges his brother, speaking evil of the law and judges the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. Now I want you to notice in the scripture that I just read, Chapter James 4, verse 11. You will notice how many times the word brother is used in this verse. At least three times it is being used. You see, the reason why you should not be evil of another Christian, because we are part of the same family. We are brothers and sisters of Christ. We are relatives. We have the same Father. Our Father, which are in heaven. We have the same Savior. Our Lord and Savior, which is Jesus Christ. We have the same Holy Spirit living and dwelling in us. We're not our own anymore. We've been bought with a price. We have been saved by the same blood of Jesus Christ. You see, the Apostle Paul says here in Ephesians 4, verses 4 through 6, there is one body and one spirit, even as ye are 
call in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Again, I stop by tonight to let you know that only God has the right to judge others. Remember again, according to the scriptures, we are family. And families should not speak evil against one another. It is not a Christian's job to go around speaking evil of other Christians. In fact, it is the devil's business to speak against God and God's family. You see the devil, the enemy of our soul, the one that come to kill, to steal and to destroy. But Jesus came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. You see the devil? He's the father of life. He was a liar from the beginning. And he'll be a liar all the way to the end. The devil is the one who loves to speak evil of God and God's people. See, the devil loves to bad talk God and his family. When we speak evil against that fellow Christian, and we as being a Christian, we are doing the devil's work. That is what the devil's job description is all about. He is the accuser of the brethren. So believe of Christ, it is, again, unchristian life to judge other Christians in a judgmental spirit. Only God has the right to judge others. Another reason why we should not speak evil against one another is that it is unloving in God's eyesight. In the book of Matthew, chapter 22, verses 37 through 39, the word of God says, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. People of God, when we judge one another, we are breaking God's commandment. We are breaking God's law. Here again in James chapter 4, verse 11, it says that he who speaks evil of a brother and judges his brother 
speaking evil of the law and judges the law, excuse me, and judges the law. But if, if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. We must remember, and I'll be always be mindful, that only God has the right to judge others. Here, James tells us that when we speak evil of one another, we are breaking God's law and disobeying his commandments by speaking evil against other Christians. We are not living, we are not, excuse me, we are not loving our brothers and sisters in Christ as we should. We have become their own judge and not their friends at all. To judge one another is unloving and unchristian. And it is also unjustified. Here in the book of James 4, verse 12, it says, there is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who are thou that judges another? See, the word lawgiver is used six times in the Old Testament and only one time in the New Testament. The six times that the law, that the word lawgiver was used in the Old Testament, it referred only to God. Here also in James 4 and 12, it is true here in the book of James 4, verse 12. It is also true. God, it pertains to God as being the lawgiver. Because only him, only God has the right to do. You see, it is also part of God's job description. It is not in your job description as a child of his to judge other Christians. No, God has not created us as children of his to go around judging everyone we meet. God has not commissioned you as a believer of Christ to talk to everybody to talk to everybody about everyone else. God has not made made you to be a, a busybody. No. You see, one of the greatest mistakes all of us have in general it is to generalize people by just one mistake that they made. If they made a mistake, we tend to slander their whole character. 
many of us heard the saying that goes like this. You can't judge a book by the cover. Well, the same is true about people. We may have to look beyond the mistake that was committed by the person and look at the person's real character. You see, you may be surprised what you may found, what you will find. So stop judging others. Start tonight. Have a made up mind about it. Because you know it is unchristian. It is unloving. And it is also unjustified. We must always remember that only God has the right to judge people. People of God, by the standards we set for others, is how we will be judged. Bible again reminds us in Matthew 7, verses 1 and 2. Judge not or condemn not that ye may that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure you use, it shall be measured to you again. Children of God, since we will be judged in the same in the same way that we judge others. Many of us are in trouble if we don't break the habit of talking bad about people. Remember, what you dish out is what you are going to get in return. It is a principle that is already set that says that what you sow is what you shall reap. Remember, you are also accountable to God for your actions on what you do and say. Bible says in the book of Romans 14, verse 12 and 13, so that every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. Let us not, therefore, Judge one another anymore, but judge this rather that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. We must be reminded that only God has the right to judge others. You see, God will judge individuals. The believer by their use of his or her freedom in a moral thing, in a matter of conscience, and not clearly biblical teaching. You see, judgment must stop, and it must stop now, because what it does is bars the harmony 
in the church by focusing our attention on something that is out of secondary importance to God. So believers of Christ, we are not accountable in a, in a matter of speaking to people in the ultimate sense of our lives. But remember, you are accountable to God. You see, God is the ultimate judge. He is the one that all of us will bow our knee before. You and I will be accountable for every action, every word that we have ever spoken, every good word as well as every bad word. Listen to what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12, verses 36 and 37. It says, but I say unto you, that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy, by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. The question may be asked, how is God going to judge us, going to judge you and I? As children of his, God is going to judge us honestly, fairly, and truthfully. God's judgment will not be based on rumors, heresy, or gossip. God's judgment, it will be based on hard Cold facts. God will judge us with justice. Remember this also, that God is merciful to us. Oh, yes, he is. In the book of James, chapter 2, verse 13, it says, For he shall have judgment without, for he shall have judgment without mercy that has shown no mercy and mercy rejoices against judgment. God is always mercy. God always always he has given us forgiveness. When there should be condemnation so not so we should act in the same way and manner. Have mercy as he has mercy, have mercy upon us. We should have mercy upon people. Child of God, we have been forgiven in the same manner as we have been as you forgive. God has showed us mercy and he has shown us love. His love. 
agape love. People of God, how we judge others says far more about us than how we are judged by others. I'm going to say that again for those that are listening in. Believers of Christ, how we judge others says far more about us than how we are judged by others. Jesus, he reminds us and he issues a serious warning to us to take great care in how we judge other, other people. Here in the book of Matthew, when we look at verse 3 through 5, it says, And why behold thou the speck that is in thy brother's eyes? But consider not the plank that is in thy own eyes. Or how will thou say to thy brother? Let me pull out the plank. Let me, excuse me, let me pull out the speck out of thine eyes. And behold, a plank is in thy own eyes. Thy hypocrite first cast out the beam out of thy own eyes. And then shall thou see clearly to cast out the speck out of thy brother's eyes. You see, the idea of the text is this, that one cannot remove the speck from his brother's eyes until he removes the plank from his own eyes. Again, here Jesus is cautioning us and saying, judge at your own risk. It is meant to give us serious pause for us to examine ourselves before saying anything. You see, we once was in a fallen our fallen nature. We are not we pushing towards perfection. We are still in the process of being more like Jesus. We still have selfishness and proud and sometimes we get proud and oftentimes we are hypocritical when it comes to judging ourselves we do it very easy and when it comes to others we be very severely Jesus talks about judgment very seriously because he is the only righteous judge. Believers of Christ, we are called to believe the best about each other until sufficient evidence confirms beyond a reasonable doubt that a transgression has appeared. People of God, when evidence does confirm, confirm that a transgression has occurred. A second way we take care 
is how we judge. It is to for us to take aim at restoration. Because our our goal is confront is in confronting a Christian caught in sin. It is to gain back our brothers and sisters in God's fold, in God's family. Remember, only God, God will judge us in the manner that we judge others. We just hope and pray through the word of God tonight that gotten to be encouraged and exalted in the things of God. Remember, by the standards we set for others, that is how we will be judged by God. Precious Father, we thank you for your word, that your word will not return to you, Lord. We thank you that your word is already settled, that your, that your, that your word, you look over your word to perform it. We are grateful tonight and thankful tonight. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. God is good and worthy to be praised. Praise God, praise God, praise God. We hope that you have heard something that you can apply to your life. And if you can and have, apply it. And then share it with your friends and family. Also share the number 347-826-9424 with your family and friends so that they may listen with you every Tuesday and every Friday evening at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We appreciate your participation. We appreciate your listening in. Also, if you would like to contact Apostle Tebow or myself with questions, comments, topics to be discussed, please feel free to write to us at P.O. Box 92864, Lafayette, Louisiana, 70509. Again, that's P.O. Box 2864, Lafayette, Louisiana, 70509. God bless you. We thank you. We love you. God loves you. Have a great week. And if the Lord willing, we'll be back again on Friday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. God bless. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.